So how many of you have a Christmas hangover? I know I do. Uh, I know there are probably a lot of people here, not here because of that. Uh, many out of town and uh, just a lot of food and a lot of festivities. Thank you for being here. Um, but most of all, thank you for, for what you've done for us during this past year. Uh, we've been tremendously blessed by this body of believers here. And uh, uh, God has reminded us over and over again of his goodness through you. And uh, we want to thank you for that. It's been probably a little over a year since we were here, I think, something, something along that lines. And uh, some of you may not know us. I'm Joseph Hayden. This is Sherry Hayden, missionaries to Zambia, Africa. Open invitation to, to any and all of you at any time to come and visit us. I know this year has been a challenge uh, with COVID, uh, but restrictions are, are lifting and you can go, come into Zambia now with, with just a negative COVID test. So uh, we'd love to have you. You don't have to quarantine or anything like that. So uh, we want to thank you, uh, especially on a couple of things. One, for your prayers. Uh, we know that we're prayed for. And the other thank you is for the communications. And uh, I know you probably don't think of it, but uh, that's one of, one of the things that missionaries miss the most. Um, we're across the world 8,000 miles away, and people get our letters and they read and they're praying for us and they're excited about what God's doing, but very rarely do people communicate that. And, and it means so much to us when you guys communicate. And I want to thank you. Several of you throughout the year have reached out to us, communicated with us, and we're very thankful for that. Um, and, of course, Sherry's going to share a little bit about some of the things that happened. Uh, you guys helped us with uh, a major thing in the middle of the year that she'll talk about. But uh, one of the reasons we're here is Sherry has some health needs, uh, and she's, she's having to get her back checked out. And uh, God used your church once again to help further that process. And she'll give a little more details about that uh, when she gets to her part. But go ahead and go to the next slide. Uh, so what has God been doing? So the first part of the year we had, uh, we, when we arrived, there was a, what they called gassing. People were, were um, uh, spraying people's homes into their ventilation systems and causing people to go to sleep and, and actually killing people for ritual killings, different things like that. So it was a very uh, uneasy time. And we were kind of locked down in the city of Lusaka for about a month and a half uh, during while, while all that was going on. And, uh, and, of course, it worked out to our benefit. We were able to get a lot of paperwork done and that needed to be done, and we didn't have to rush down to the ministry. And um, so we were thankful for the opportunity to get those things done. But right out of the, that, we went to Livingston and COVID hit. And so, again, a big, uh, you know, anytime God opens a door, you walk through it, the adversaries there trying to delay what God wants to do. And, and so we had that to deal with. God blessed. We went out to the villages with another missionary where there was not quite as many restrictions because you're out in the village and we were able to see God do some great things and help us acclimate to the culture, acclimate to the language and, and many of those things. So, but um, in June, I think it's right, yeah, June the 11th up to now, uh, God finally showed us exactly where he wanted us to work. Uh, when we went, we knew that we would be working with seven church planters that already existed and, and roughly a, around 200 churches underneath them and just kind of... Uh, administrating things for them, helping them, uh, give them some extra uh, resources. Uh, but, but we weren't sure exactly what God wanted us to do. We had a vision God had given us the year before, uh, and, but we were waiting to see that play out. And God uh, opened that door in June, and we were able to move to Colomo, and several things happened when that move took place that we'll talk about. But, uh, uh, you know, through moving to Colomo, we were able to start a ministry in the chiefdom of Spatnyana and the chiefdom of Siachatema. And uh, God has has really blessed. Uh, these four pictures here represent four different works that God has begun. 
in four different locations, four different villages, and there are a couple others that are, are just getting started that we don't have pictured here. But uh, uh, typically we go into an area and we either show the Jesus film or we, we have a preaching time. And from that time, people will get saved. And so immediately after that, the next week usually we start a Bible study. And uh, what we have is we have uh, seven uh, basic discipleship lessons. Some of you would be familiar with basic Bible building blocks. Some of you would not. But basically, it's seven very simplified uh, discipleship lessons. And so immediately, we start a group with those people, and we take them through those first, what we call the first steps, salvation, baptism, uh, eternal security, the Word of God, prayer, and the devil. And uh, so during that time, we, we help them to get a foundation. Uh, to, to see if, okay, are these people going to be serious? Are they going to be somebody we can invest more time in? And uh, God has really blessed with that uh, tremendously. Usually uh, we'll have a, a pretty large core group start, and a few of them will be saved by the end of the time. Most of them will have accepted Christ. And so that's, that's been a blessing. Uh, our church planters that were already doing the work uh, saw what we were doing, wanted to be a part of that. They wanted some of that. So uh, several of them asked if we could uh, just give them the books and they could start using them. And we were like, well, we'd like to do that, but I, I want to I sit down with you and make sure that you know what you're doing first. And so there were three in particular that they wanted it. We sat down with them. Going through lesson one on salvation, halfway through, they said, wait, hold up. We need to get saved. And uh, so we were able to lead them to the Lord. And uh, they were actually, they had been pastoring and had left the church they were pastoring and were starting new churches. Okay, and they weren't saved. And so that God opened that door for us to be able to go to the new areas they were working in and to the churches where they had been, present the gospel, and saw hundreds of people get saved as a result of that too. So um, never take for granted what you think somebody knows. Okay, uh, you, you have to make sure that they know what you think they know. And uh, God blessed. Uh, in Zambia, there's no shortage of religion, plenty of religion. Uh, and and that's, that's really the biggest challenge we faced. It's not that we can't get to the people. It's not that the people don't want to hear, but it's the religious aspect that they already have or traditions that they already have and cling to. Uh, the, there are several different denominations that are very prevalent there. Uh, all are works-based. And uh, so that was the case with these three pastors. They were teaching their people that they were going to get to heaven through their works and, and realized that that was not the case. But uh, God's blessed and God's used... Uh, used our, our team that we have there to help us begin these works in these four new areas. Uh, and God is continuing to bless, and we're just very thankful for the part that God uh, has given you in that. These, these souls that you see up here are just a small portion of, of investment that you have made in, in eternity. People that are going to see you one day, you'll never see them probably before you stand before the throne, but they're going to see you one day, and they're going to thank you for your investment. Go ahead and go to the next slide, and I think this is Sherry. No, this is still me. Um, so our theme for this slideshow, uh, our theme, this is my life verse, okay? Uh, but this has really been our theme for 2020, and I think probably many of you can relate to this. Uh, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. You, we're, here, we're here for God's purpose. We're in Zambia for God's purpose, not our own purpose, right? Uh, we've been called for his purpose. Uh, and it doesn't say, and we know that some things, or we know that the good things, it says we know that all things work together for good. Uh, and we've seen that. God has taught us that. Uh, tribulation worketh patience. Patience experience. Experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed. And that's always been a verse I've known, 
But this last year, God allowed us to live that verse and to experience that verse, and that, and that makes all the difference in the world. Uh, so the, the rest of the slides are going to kind of bounce off that theme of all things. But I just want you to think about that in your life because it's not about us, and it's, yes, we're blessed to give this update, but it's not about this update. Uh, what it's about is it about your relationship with God and about you coming to the place where you let God work all things in your life for, for your good and his glory. Uh, so go ahead and go to the next slide, and we'll let Sherry share a little bit. About okay. Um, like he said, all things. Um, I thought I trusted God. I thought I had enough faith. But God showed me differently. You know, you hear of fruit trees or rose bushes needing to be pruned so they can grow more. And that's what he did with me this year. Uh, us, yes. Um, he taught me to be more of a Mary to sit at his feet instead of being a Martha that wants to get out and work and work. Um, so the first picture, I don't know, left or right for y'all, with a guy with a head sock on. That's the first robbery, July 5th. Um, that's when we were coming back from the bush. We were camping Friday, Saturday, half a Sunday in the bush to do the work in Colomo, and we got robbed. Someone broke my window out and took everything from the back. Our backpack projector, our laptops, our iPads, pretty much everything back there, my Bible. <clears throat> yes, that was, that was the worst part uh, for me. The second one is August 12th. We were moving to Colomo. Um, God provided us a wonderful house, more than we thought or imagined. He, he blessed us with a wonderful place very close to where we were working in the bush um, on the way to bring a load to the house we I had a blowout and so I took pictures of that thinking oh I, I could put this on Facebook and maybe someone will feel impressed of God to help me get new tires for my Prado um, little did I know I would need a new Prado <laughs> uh, on the way back it was dark um, we um, <clears throat> I wasn't speeding, um, but the but if you had 62 miles per hour, but it was 100 kilometers I could go, 100 whatever it is. Anyways, but so I was doing well. Um, it was very dark, no street lights, no street lights. I hit a cow. I saw the cow right before I hit it, and KT that was riding with me screamed, Sherry, look out, and I went to swerve, but there were cows in the other lane too. Um, so I slammed on my brakes, but still hit the cow. When um, I hit the cow, I lost control, and I was just trying to keep it in the road. And um, that didn't happen. But God gave me a clear mind. I didn't panic, which is very unusual for me. Um, yes, you can go to the next slide. There it is again. We started sliding, went off the embankment, started sliding. And then as soon as we, st I was thinking I need to turn my wheel so I we could just kind of go down the embankment and not flip, but that didn't happen either. We started flipping. And as soon as we started flipping, rolling, the vehicle rolling, um, KT started praying. And God help us, God please protect us. And I was thinking, oh God, is this really happening? Did I really just hit that cow? You know, I don't know what your purpose is. Why are you doing this <laughs> type thing? But I was trusting him to take care of us. And so we finally landed. Um, we landed 
on the driver's side, which is the opposite side here in the America. Um, sorry, I will hurry. <laughs> um, anyway, God allowed me to have a clear mind to help KTN and me to get out of the vehicle. We walked out of the vehicle without a scratch on us. Um, no broken bones. Yes, I'm still very sore, and, and we're working on that. But even if I had died, God is still great. Even if I had broken bones and crippled, God is still good. He has a plan. He has a purpose. And through this wreck, I've been able to build a wonderful relationship with my landlord um, in hopes to lead her to Christ. Um, and uh, th so you can go to the next slide, and we'll stay there for a moment. Second robbery happened in September, so July, August, September. Um, we were asleep in, our, in another missionary's home. They broke in our the house. We heard nothing. God protected us there. We, yeah, they came into the bedroom, took my purse, took my backpack with my replacement Bible, um, took his trousers, went through the pockets, took all the cash we had. It said they did leave us one quacha each. That was very kind of them. Um, took the laptop that we had just gotten replaced, and thank you for taking up an offer and replacing that again. That was a, a huge blessing. God showed me that he is in control. He's a sovereignty. He's sovereignty. He, he, he knows what's going to happen before we, before we do. Um, he protected us through that robbery. I mean, yes, they took things, things that could be re replaced, but they didn't take our lives. They didn't take our joy. They didn't take our salvation. Um, they actually opened doors, and I know it didn't make the devil happy, but I was able to go back to the ladies after several weeks because I was trying to get over pain riding with this crazy man out in the bush. It was difficult, but um, I sit on the ground with them. We have a tarp, and we sit on the ground, and this is my Bible study where God's um, allowed me to teach the ladies three different places. And I've taught them or tried to let them see that I'm just like them. I'm a sinner just like them. I'm a person just like them. I don't need special treatment when I'm there. We're on the same level. When I came back after having two robberies and the wreck, what I was teaching them, telling them, let God be treating every man a liar. Let's see what the Word of God says. The Word of God's your authority. They now said they know. The Bible, what I was teaching is true. Well, they knew that it's true, and they were trying to get, grasp it, but they were still hanging on to their traditions. But once I got back, they now knew what I was telling them was truth, and they wanted to trust it. So what Satan meant for evil, God meant for good. Um, through the wreck, I was able to stay with my landlord more, and I've built a wonderful relationship with her. I've heard from a wonderful preacher many years. Ministry rides on the rails of relationship. As we work with the deaf, I've heard that over and over, and I thought, well, he's crazy. But no, I have to say, mark it down. I'm saying it. He's right. Um, because I built relationships with the ladies. I've built relationships with, with Rochelle. Um, and I've seen the women come to know God. I've seen women come to have that desire to learn God's word. And, um, and this is just a God thing because I was a third grade school teacher.
I didn't like standing up in front of people. I didn't like teaching women. They scared me. The kids were my level. Um, and I haven't even taught the children's group at any time. It's always been the ladies. I mean, God, it's God. It's not me. It's him. Um, this is one of the, Joseph told you about the basic Bible building blocks and about the first steps in discipleship. Well, the whole time we've taught them, you need to learn this so you can turn around and teach others. Um, we do teach it in whole group just because we have interpreters that help us. We don't know the Tonga language well enough to do that yet. But I was encouraging these ladies. We divided it up. I did try to do, all right, you're going to teach. Who would like to teach lesson one? All right, next week you're going to teach lesson one. Who's going to teach lesson two? Yes, this is, they've had this, these seven lessons twice already. So they volunteered, and I was so excited that they volunteered with the next week. The lady that signed up to, or says she would teach lesson one didn't show up. So we taught it. The next week, the, les, the lady that said they would teach lesson two didn't show up. And I was like, oh, this is not working. So Joseph had a wonderful idea just to break it up, point A, point B, break it up and, and have them to teach it that day, not study it a week at a time because they've already had it. So I did that. I listened to him. Um, that's always a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Humble yourself and listen to your husband. Okay. Um, so point, <laughs> point A, I said, okay, ladies, we will help you. Virginia and I are here to help you. And we're not going to do this next week. We're going to do it today. Point A, it's a small portion. Who would volunteer to teach it? And um, some of the ladies kind of started bickering. Now, I know they, Virginia told me I've actually picked that up, that I can, I, I don't know why I can do that, God, but I can tell when they're arguing now. But then one little girl, the little girl in the front with a tannish brown type shirt on, um, kind of put her head down. And I could tell they were arguing about who might do, who te who's going to teach this lesson. So I got the Tonga Bible, I turned to Philippians 4.13, and I showed it to Millie Mo. And she read it, and she goes, okay, I'll try. She ended up teaching the entire lesson. And all the ladies participated. Well, the next week we couldn't get there on time. We were trying to build another temporary structure at another place. She taught. She, stood, she took the initiative and taught the second lesson herself without us being there. So the, that... Bless my heart. I know they got it. I know they're understanding it. And then I have a wonderful interpreter. When they don't understand it, she'll turn to me and say they don't have this right. And so we fix their misconceptions. But they're so caught up in a lot of traditions, a lot of false religion. Some of the ladies, their second, third, fourth wife of the same man, and they were taught that they could not receive Jesus as their Savior. So when I went through, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, for God so loved the world, they were like, but the second wife can't get saved. The third wife can't get saved. And I'm like, well, let's look at this again. So I'd go back through verses, and then finally one lady kept arguing with me. And I finally, I don't know if it was God or frustration on my part, I handed her my Bible and I said, show me. Show me where it says that. And she said, I can't. 
So I went back to, I said, so for whosoever shall call upon the Lord, except the second wife, except the third wife. And they were like, no, it doesn't say that. And I was like, right, it doesn't say that. I had another group that didn't believe white people sinned. They thought they were the only sinners. And I had to show them, it says, for all have sinned. <laughs> See, he's standing on my right side because he knows I can, well, hurt myself to hit him on my right side. Um, okay. So anyways, it was just a blessing. Just through, yes, bad things happened. But God, God is in control. God taught us to trust him more. And yes, 2020 happened here, and COVID's happened, and you, people have passed away, and you have to wear the mask, and, but God's in control. He knows it's happening, so just trust him, and that's hard for me sometimes to trust him. Of course, like I said, I thought I trusted him until we went to Zambia, Africa, but I want to get back. I want to be able to sit with these women and teach them the Word of God. And right now my back hurts so bad. This is very hard for me to sit on the hard ground. And then it's hard for me to stand for a very long time. And I don't want special treatment. But I did bring a chair one day, and it was hard for me to sit in that chair. So, you know, I know God has a plan and a purpose for this. When I told these ladies that I was going back to the States for a short time, actually, I teased one group because I'm very close to one group. I know. I teased one group and said, I'm not coming back. And they laughed and said, yes, you are. <laughs> so they knew that I would be back. Um, but I did tell them that, yes, I wanted to get my back fixed because I want to be able to sit with you. Um, and I, I see the picture of the women you see just faces you don't know. I see very good relationships I built that I want to teach them the Word of God. Okay, next slide. Okay, so uh, as you said, you know, our goal is to, one, evangelize, but also to encourage, to equip, and then to engage the people in ministry. Second Timothy 2, 2, the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same, uh, commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. And that's that's our whole goal for being there and that's what we've been doing with these small groups uh, this is one of the guys in the men's group his name is Maiden and uh, of course you know a few pictures of him there uh, receiving so so they have to come to Bible study and finish all eight lessons before we give them their own copy of the Word of God and there's reasons behind that uh, they they have a history of getting them and selling them or getting them and using them to roll up tobacco and smoke or or whatever right so so we make sure that they're serious before we give them the Bible. So they have to come to those uh, eight different lessons and finish those lessons before we give them a Bible. So these, Maiden is the one on the left there, I think I can barely see, but uh, he'd been to the eight lessons, received his Bible, uh, followed the Lord in baptism, just uh, very excited to, to know the Lord and to grow in the Lord, to obey the Lord and to serve the Lord. That's him putting the roof on the temporary structure there in Daffin where we started a church. Uh, a great young man of God growing in the Lord. And, of course, we had taught him uh, through our example and through what God had been bringing us through that all things work together for good, right? And, of course, you know, that's, that's a great thing to know. 
but it's another thing to experience. And so go ahead and go to the next slide. Um, and some of you may have seen this on Facebook. I, I posted a little bit about this, but Maiden uh, had worked for this farmer for about four years, a little over four years, and all of a sudden this farmer accused him of stealing a cow four years ago. And in Zambia, things work a little different than they do here, so they arrest him immediately. There's no evidence of this, uh, nothing to say that he did it, just the word of the owner. Um, so they arrest him, put him in the local jail, and this is, this is actually uh, before this happened. He's in jail. We go to visit him. Uh, he's broken. First time I'd ever seen a Zambian man cry. Um, and, you know, of course, I, I'm sure he didn't verbalize it, but I'm sure he's wondering how or why this is happening to him. He's a new believer. And, um, but, uh, you know, you could just tell he was distraught. He wanted us to, to give him a Bible. We gave him a Bible. And, and um, so anyway, uh, he started praying. Now, there in Zambia, if, you, if you're in jail, if somebody doesn't bring you food, you don't, you don't eat. Okay, so it's not like here. It's not a three-star hotel. Um, so, you know, he's going through some tough times, and we're only able to get in there occasionally because we're not in town all the time. And so we're trying to make sure that his needs are met. But uh, during that time, he started praying and um, started sharing with the guys in there uh, what God had been teaching him. And, uh, and then he got released. He got uh, cleared of all charges for stealing the cow. And uh, when he came back to the men's group that Saturday, he shared... Uh, I don't think this is the exact verse, but it was a ver verse very similar to this. I was looking this morning trying to find the exact verse, but uh, Psalms 34, 4 says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. And uh, he was sharing that in the men's group and just weeping and how God had delivered him and how he had been able to start praying with those guys in, in the jail and, and, and how excited he was about that. And you could just tell, you know, there was a humility there that was, was new. And so that was really cool. But then, so we thought that was past us, and we were strategizing, okay, how can we start a ministry to the jail? You know, because God has opened that door. We see a need. And, uh, well, uh, two weeks later, he gets arrested again. The same farmer um, accused him now of uh, stealing three goats in years past. Okay. Again, no evidence. So obvious extortion is basically what's going on. He's trying to get money out of this guy. Uh, whether he knew he was connected to us or not, we don't know. But, but whatever the case may be, the owner had gotten mad at him, and he was trying to, trying to make him punish him basically. So he's in jail for, for stealing those goats. Uh, immediately after they put him in jail, we saw his wife, and she said, uh, "Maiden's back in jail. He's he's wanting a Bible and and his basic Bible building blocks book." And we we're like, "Okay." So we went down and we took it into them, and 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 you can see the picture there. He's not crying this time. He's got a smile on his face. And, um, and we said, well, is there anything else we can get you? And he said, he said, can you get me some more of those books? And so we go back out to the truck and we get some more basic Bible building blocks. And he's teaching the guys in the jail at this time through those books. Okay. And uh, so, you know, we're trying to figure out how to get him out of jail. He ends up going to prison. They, they take him to court um, and, you know, He's in the court process, but they remand him to prison. So he's moved from there. Go ahead and go to the next slide, to the to the local prison. And uh, you know, we're obviously I'm getting a little distraught about the whole situation. Uh, I know how I would feel if I was during this whole time. His wife had a baby, and so we're trying to minister to her. And um, so, and I'm sure he's distraught about the situation. So we get there uh, to the prison, and they ask who we're there to see. We're there to see Maiden. 
And so the lady goes and she gets this other man and he comes and he says, who are you here to see? And we told him we're there to see Maiden. He says, so who are you? And are you his family? And I'm like, well, do I look like his family? <laughs> but uh, we were like, no, we're, we're church mates. And, uh, and uh, we're, we're, he's a member of our church. and We're starting churches out in the villages around here. And the guy says, what church is that? And we said, the Baptist church. And he says, really? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, you should be preaching here. And I said, yes, we should. Uh, and uh, so, you know, God orchestrated all that. Again, all things, right? So we were trying to find a way to get into the to jail to minister. God orchestrated a way where we could not only get into the jail, but into the prison system to minister the Word of God. The guy took us into his office. He was, he was the, uh, the head guy there at the prison. He told us the process of how we could get approval to come into the prisons and preach and teach. And... Uh, and so we were able shortly after that to sit outside this fence here with Maiden and, and share with him, you're on that side of the fence now, but God has a plan. This is what God's doing, and it won't be long. You'll be on this side of the fence, and you'll be able to be teaching and preaching these guys. And, and uh, so that's something you can pray with us about. Uh, go ahead and go to the next slide. But just another reminder, all things, you know, how, however bad you think you've got it, however tough you think it might be. I mean, imagine being in prison for three, four weeks, knowing that you didn't do anything. Okay, knowing that you're separated from your family and questioning, God, why is this happening? And then seeing that, okay, God's using this to open up doors for the gospel so that these people can be saved. Uh, switch back to you. Okay, so this is our team. Well, with the guys in the yellow suits, um, people provided money for bicycles and money for the rain suits and the Bibles. Um, decision is actually the one kneeling down that he interprets for Joseph, and he's been the key person to help us get into Coloma. Um, These are the preacher guys that Joseph talked about that received Jesus as their Savior preaching at a church. The middle group is our team that we go out to the bush, and we've started those, or God started those Bible preaching points. The last one is um, our, our German Shepherd puppy. We just got right the day after, right before we flew out. Um, so just pray that that dog will mesh with our landlord's dogs and be a good gener- a guard dog. Someone, because of the robberies, they said, get a guard dog. So we did. So, right. Next slide. Okay, so this last slide is just some prayer requests that you can pray with us about. Uh, one, and this is one for all of us here in this room, okay, not just us, that we walk in the spirit daily. Uh, we, we have a battle of war that we're, we're fighting every day. And just because we're missionaries, you know, we're on the other side of the world, it's the same, okay? The devil's the same there as he is here. Um, and uh, if we don't walk with the Spirit every day, then we're going to fulfill the lust of the flesh, and we're going to fail, and we're going to fail to do what God has intended for us to do, and that's the same for all of us. So pray about that. Sherry's healing, that's a big one. That's why we're here, or one of the main reasons we're here at this time, uh, to get some some help for her back. Uh, we praise the Lord that God used Cody to help her to be able to get in. She was told she couldn't see the doctor because she needed an MRI. She needed uh, a referral and all this, and we didn't have time to do that. We're supposed to go back January the 12th. We saw the doctor, uh, thanks to Cody's help, we saw the doctor the other day, um, and he's working on trying to get a schedule for an MRI and trying to get uh, an injection in her SI joint and then possibly in her back uh, so that we can uh, hopefully postpone any type of surgery for a while and, and alleviate the pain that she's been experiencing. Uh, so that's a major prayer request. Uh, January 12th is a very short uh, time period for them to get an MRI 
and those injections done. And we've been told by the doctor it's not likely, but pray with us. Uh, God, is, he does the impossible. So uh, just pray that God will open that door for us to get that MRI taken care of and get those injections. Um, her vehicle to be completed, uh, pray for that. Um, the Zambian team as we're away. Uh, the development of Zambian ministry leaders. Uh, so the four works that I showed you are brand new works, and we've been discipling those guys, but, but they're still babes in Christ. Okay, we need leaders to rise up and to, to be able to start leading in those ministries. Development of the prison ministry and development of a school ministry. While we've been away, our, uh, the guy that interprets for me, he's been continuing the work, and there have been several schools that have said, if you'll come, we'll open up uh, opportunity for you to present the gospel and have some Bible clubs. And so we're uh, connecting with First Priority here to get some materials to take into the schools there uh, and also pray that uh, God will uh, work it out if possible to have a team from CFBC to come see us this year or this next year in Zambia. Um, and, and, and I see Jay kind of laugh, but uh, I had a friend, uh, Johannes Gitana. Uh, one time we were talking, he was trying to get me to come and and I'm saying, I told him, I was like, well, you know, I can, I can send the money, and that would be a, a whole lot more help than me coming, right? And he's like, no, you don't understand. When you come, that's the people see your heart, and they know that you care for them, and that's what makes the difference. So open invitation. God has blessed us with a place for you to stay and a ministry for you to get involved in and to do some things that you never dreamed that God would let you do. And so we'd love to have you come, so. Thank you, Jay, for letting us share.